0: We're often told we must decide the destiny of our lives. What if that decision's already made? What if we have to get ourselves synchronized with him? remember when I was in school they told me I had to decide what I was going to do with my life I remember that but let me read you something from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 this is in the Bible here's what it says just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world what before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and without blame and him in love, having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will. His will. So the idea here is to discover what God's will is for our lives and how we're to live. Well, today, Michael Taylor explains exactly what that meant to him when he was nine years old. We'll talk about that. So stay there as we listen to what God has spoken to him and hear it for ourselves. The Bible Discovery Guide takes you through pages of the most important book that you will ever read. It is the Word of God. Through careful exploration and thoughtful insight, we uncover the truths presented in the Bible. For your sample copy, Write to PO Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. That's Bible Discovery, PO Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. In Canada, write to Bible Discovery, P.O. Box four five six, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W 5G2. That's Box 456. Orangeville, Ontario, L9W 5G2, or simply go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. You know, churches are very interesting and there are people in churches, music directors are one of them and music is such a vibrant part of church. The Levites were told, praise the Lord. In Psalms, they tell us, praise the Lord. And as we think about that, we are focused our attention on music. Now, my question is this, when we talk about music, Michael Taylor, somebody who is involved in the music of his church, Thank you, Michael, for being here. Glad Good to, be to here. have you. Thank you. Um, let me ask you a question.
1: Where is the church? What's the name of the church you're at? The name of the church is Islington Evangel Center, and we're located at 49 Queens Plate, which is in Etobicoke.
0: Okay, and it's not in Islington, it's in Etobicoke. It, it, yes, yes, yes. It's this is Etowicoke. the fourth
1: place. That's it, fourth And building. so they've moved
0: into four places. Uh, so let me ask this question How long have you been with
1: that church? Full-time since 2008. Um, I started part-time in 2001, uh, ministering there once a month, shared it with uh, amongst about four or five other worship leaders, and then eventually came on as full-time in 2008.
0: So you've been there, really, you've been at that church, acquainted with that church for over 20 years. Yeah. Um, Now, any music director that can stay at a church and have peace for at least 10 years is brilliant as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> but that that's great. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you a question, because this is something that a lot of people never get. Is it's, Let's go back uh, to when you were born. You were born in England.
1: Yes, Birmingham, England. Birmingham. Yes. Yeah. That's born amazing. Yeah. Now, tell me about that. Um, born there, uh, came to Canada in 1972. I was about 14 years old.
0: 14, 14 years, years old. old. Yeah, were
1: you, were you raised in a Christian home? Raised, uh, okay, my mother was a Christian. My father wasn't at the time I got saved.
0: So you had and, a uh, little bit of a split family then yeah. because of that. Yeah. So wh- you were saved at 14? Yeah. Okay. No, saved at age nine. Saved at age nine? Nine, age nine. Now, when we talk about saved, we say saved from what? and yeah. it's the ravages of hell. Yes. And so what does that mean? So let me let me ask you a question. Let's go before you were saved. Okay. How many brothers and sisters do you have?
1: I have two brothers and one sister. Are they still in England? No, they're all here in Canada. Um and uh so my youngest brother lives with my mother, um my younger brother lives downtown and my sister uh she lives uh, uh out in Erin, which is a slight slightly west of Brampton.
0: Wow, so they they all came here. Yeah. So let me ask this question then. What happened at the age of nine that suddenly Jesus Christ was introduced to you? Tell me about that time. Okay, well,
1: there was a knock on the door uh, one day, and uh, it was somebody from the church that was inviting my mother to church. So she went to church, brought the children along with her, and uh, we'd been attending Sunday school since we were five years old, but we went to this other church, which was uh, uh, Pentecostal, and uh, very excited. So basically, we went to two types of churches when I was age nine. We went to the, the Pentecostal church in the morning, then very we went excited to a, church, yeah. Then we went to a more conservative church around three o'clock. Did most of our Sunday school training there, and then on Sunday nights we went back to the to the other church. So. Yeah, three times on a Sunday we were at church, and uh, there's just one Sunday where um, I believe it was the Spirit of God uh, speaking to my heart, and I didn't know whether God was real or not. I had no idea. But one Sunday night, I came home um, and I was laying in bed, and I just before I went to sleep, I said, Lord. If you're really real, this is at age nine. I said, prove yourself to me. That was my salvation prayer. Prove was, yourself, God. If you're real, yourself, show me. Show me that you're real. I, I know all the Bible study, all the Bible uh, Sunday school stories. And Monday morning when I woke up, something had changed in my life. I knew I was changed. It, it the, the air seemed different. Uh, something about the sunlight. That's something about the whole day. What I could hear. I ran downstairs. My mother was making breakfast in the kitchen. And I said, Mom, something's happened to me. This is what I said to the Lord last night. And I think I got saved.
0: <laughs> so you weren't sure. And there was not, not a big altar call or anything, but it just happened no, that
1: way. No. And from that day, from that night, that Sunday night, speaking to the Lord, he knew and heard my cry in my heart and interpreted my prayer and my life has never been the same. Now and this from there it grew.
0: This is this is a, a big God because I mean how can God do this? Uh here's one child in, in seven billion people, and God touches the one child. Yeah. So did that ever cross your mind later in life? Is is God so big
1: that he can touch me? How did you deal with that? I was kind of really excited that the Lord had changed my life because I loved all the stories in the Bible. I've heard about God and in my mind, if God was so faithful and proved himself to me and awakened the fact that he is alive, I automatically accepted everything in the Bible and says, if God is real, then everything he says in his word is real. So I was really excited because I had hope for tomorrow, that means there is a God, there is creation. All the things that I read about Jesus are real, and I was so, so excited.
0: Now, what about your your siblings?
1: My siblings, they came to the Lord too, eventually through uh, attending church and my mother speaking to them because she got saved um, before I did, and, and so.
0: How did your mom get saved?
1: My mom, I'm not sure about that, but I know she got saved at church uh, and she always says, you need to read the Bible. You need to come to the Lord. She spoke as a Christian, has been faithful, has always spoken into our lives, prayed for us. Um, and so she's been faithful and she's still alive today and, uh, and God's been with her. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing.
0: Now, your, all your siblings, do they all know the Lord? They do. They do. Wow! Yeah, that's incredible. And this was it—the excited church that got you going, or was it the conservative? I think church? it
1: was a combination of both. I think it was a com- God used both churches, um, all the teachings in between. Um, everything worked uh, to to make me who I am—not that I've arrived anywhere, but to be the person that I am today. So all of it worked together because they all taught from God's word.
0: That is absolutely amazing. Now you're today. Uh, we're going to skip a lot because we'll talk about that in the next segment but today you're the music director of this church and we've been through a very difficult time with the pandemic and all of that how's it going
1: it's going very well It, it caused us to grow when it was difficult to grow we didn't have television or cameras or online streaming so we had to put cameras in learn the whole process of that so it's been a technological growth for us and as as a team we've got a great team and uh so it's not just about music it went beyond music and involved media and and lights and cameras and all those things that we didn't know how to use it uh, but we know now because we had to minister to those who came to church and those who wanted to just watch online.
0: Yeah, actually there some yeah. studies have actually said that that's the case yeah. and that churches have expanded themselves yeah. into uh, all of the work on the internet and yeah. all of that. Well, that's interesting. When we come back, I want to talk about that idea. I want to talk about you coming to Canada and I want to talk about the idea of how God has grown you into this position of the music director at this church because it's very important. We'll talk about the praise okay. and the worship as well, as that, because that's very important. So stay there as we continue. The most known yet most underread book in the world. What is it? It's the Bible. It is known by millions, yet undiscovered by millions. The Bible is a book rich in the knowledge about us and about God. Come along with us as we explore this beautiful book full of God's wonder and discover what it really means to be human. From the first book of Genesis all the way to the last book of Revelation, join us. People determined to know what the Word of God says. For your sample copy of the Bible Discovery Guides, contact us at Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668 0150. Or in Canada, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W 5G2. Or simply go to www.BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Times are different now uh, with coming out of the pandemic on the other side of it and everything else. The question is, the church has changed, but have the people in the church changed? The pastors and the directors and so on, have they changed? Here to help us talk about this more is Michael Taylor, and he is the music director at Islington Church. Now, let, let me ask you this question, because this is important. You're in England you went to bed and you said, God, if you're real, prove yourself. You wake up and things are different. Yes. God changed you. So that's fascinating. Now, the question is, how in the world did you come from England to the cold country of Canada?
1: How does that happen? Well, quite a series of steps. Um, First of all, uh, my mother, well, I had an aunt that lived in Toronto and so my mother, uh, her sister, uh, came to check out the, the land back in, I guess it was the late 60s. Check out the land. Yes, uh, came to Toronto, uh, came back and reported to the family, it's a good place to come to, uh, convinced my father, and we all moved over as a family back in 1972. 72. So, yeah, October the 7th, 1972, we all flew into Toronto and did you become a citizen right away, or what happened? No, we came as landed immigrants, and then after about five years, we became Canadian citizens. Wow! wow.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So,
1: what what age were you? In seventy two. In seventy two, I was fourteen years
0: old. So, fourteen years old, you come yeah. to Canada, you're still going to school and all of that. Right. Tell me about your impression of the schools and everything that was different than the U- than uh, the UK.
1: Well, in in England, we all had uniforms. We we, you know, wore uniforms. Um, what was in, what was different here was it seemed more casual. High school seemed more casual. Um, when I was in England, it was an all boys school, and uh, you know, they had the girls section. And so when I came here in Canada, it it was all boys and girls together in school, no uniforms. It seemed casual. It was sometimes very difficult to tell the teachers from the students because uh, the teachers were allowed to wear jeans and you know just wear casual cl- clothes. And they it didn't do that formal. in the UK. They did not do that in the UK back then. So um, the, the learning environment was great. Um, I kind of enjoyed it a, a lot here and uh, uh, from there things grew.
0: Did you ever notice, I mean, you're a Christian now, and did you ever notice anything about the schools that
1: was beginning to change in terms of Christianity? Well, uh, I found that maybe in England they were a little bit more conscious about God and, and prayer. But over here, it was there was the absence of that. And things began to change and has changed up until this day where um, uh, the sense of of the Lord is not proclaimed as much in in our society. Mm.
0: So when you are in high school, then you finish high school, did you go to college?
1: Yeah, I did. I I went to a secular college. And then while I was at that college, I I sensed the Lord calling me to Bible school.
0: Wait a minute. uh, You went to college to do what? Uh, To do engineering, drafting. Drafting and engineering. So now God...
1: Changes the direction? He changes that direction. How in the world did you hear that? Um, he just puts that call in your life, and I just could not resist it. And I, I prayed about it, um, spoke to my parents about it, um, and made the change. And I knew it was the right change, not knowing what direction God had for my life. What did your parents say? Um my dad said well are you sure that's what you want to do cuz he was a draftsman he was uh, an engineer and draftsman and wanted me to fo- follow his footsteps um uh, mom was saying well son, if that's what you want to do then you know make the choice so in mid semester i made the change and uh uh i went out to uh, to bible college oh my goodness yeah. how old were you uh i was i was in my late teens I was wow. in my late teens. So yeah. you went to Bible college. Yeah. Where did you go? Uh, to Saskatchewan. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you go from England to Toronto, then you go to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. I love Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan's an uh, amazing place. But in Bible school, how many years did you spend there?
1: Well, I spent uh, a couple of years out there, uh, graduated. Uh, that was a drastic change because I came from a big city to a Quiet place like Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Life where it, is slower. Uh, and- it was, life was slower. Uh, for the first month, I, to be honest with you, I didn't know I was going to last. I prayed to the Lord. I'm saying, Lord, are you sure you called me out here? Cause I was used to the fast paced life, subways, uh, you know, the Eaton Center, big malls and everything like that. Out there, they only had uh, one Kentucky Fried Chicken and just one strip mall and one funeral home. Uh, and it was very country, very country. And after praying to the Lord for a couple of weeks, I realized that I was going too fast, and the Lord wanted to speak to me, and the only pl- time He could really speak to me is after I began to slow down in life. And I was very grateful for that peace and that time to not only know the Word of God, but for Him to do surgery on my life.
0: Surgery. What? what Spiritual surgery, surgery. And so what, what was that?
1: Where He... Begins to pl- not only plant the word of God in your life, but begin to speak to you about direction and maybe uh, and about what He wants you to do, um, as opposed to what I wanted to do. Because I believe that be when we when we're born, the Lord has a plan for our lives. We make our own plans, but I believe God laughs at that and goes. Eventually, you'll follow what I've planned for your life before you were born. So God has a call on our lives. God has a call on our
0: lives, and it's really we, we've just got to. To pray yeah. and fall into his calling.
1: Yes. And it's not always ministry. It's not always in the church. Sometimes God wants you to be a great high school teacher or a great engineer or work for NASA. It's it's about his purpose for your life and, and the callings and the natural talents that he's put inside of you to to do his purpose and his will for your life.
0: As a from a draftsman to music. Yeah. That's a big shift.
1: It is a big shift, but I started playing piano when I was nine years old. Back in England, I, I was a classical, and still am a classical pianist. And uh, I went to a church that didn't have sheet music. Um, uh, one of the churches that I went to, uh, basically, if someone went up there to lead music, um, they had just expected you to play and find what key was in? so I learned how to improvise as well as learn to learn how to read music. So I grew up doing both. And so when I came over here with the gifting of being able to do music um, at age 14 and then going to Bible college, um, I remember in college, uh, the music teacher said, how do you do that? And he says, what do you mean by that? And, and she was a graduate uh, of music. She says, I noticed that you're playing the piano, but you're not reading any sheet music. And they says, "Well, it's because and I told her about my background of being in a church where you didn't have the luxury of having sheet music. And so we made an agreement. She says, "If you teach me how to do what you do, I'll teach you how to do what I do, which is she could play anything, just put the sheet music in front of her." And so we became great friends. Wow. And so she was, uh, you know my teacher. so
0: You're in Saskatchewan? Yes, for a couple of years. Now, what brought you back to Toronto?
1: Family? My family was still here. So after I graduated, came back, uh, still went back to college to continue my, my teaching. Where did Um, you go to college here? Um, I went to Canada Christian College. Really? Yeah. Under Elmer McVitie. Elmer McVitie. Elmer McVitie. Wow. Who's now with the Lord and, uh, uh, worked under him and graduated from there. And, uh. So when you graduated, did you, did you
0: have a diploma in some kind of music? Yes.
1: Yes. Um, well, I had a, a degree uh, in both music and uh, and uh, theology.
0: So theology and music, you've got it
1: now. You, you yeah. graduated from the school. Uh, what
0: was your first job?
1: My first job? Well, if you can call it a job. Now, I've always been in the church. So I was a music director in a church, not on a full-time basis, but really as, a, if you want to call it out, as a volunteer. So I did that for 14 years. 14, 14 years, years at a particular church where uh, I, you know, took care of the praise and worship and you know, and uh play the keyboard. And then one day I got the phone call from another church, not the present church that I'm at, saying that we need somebody to take care of our music program. Would you be willing to do that? Now I was operating in a secular job um, as a computer uh operator, and I was quite happy there. And so uh, I was called to this church and had the interview with the pastor, which again, that's another story because I didn't really want to go to for the interview because um, I didn't want to leave my secular job. But um, the person says, just come in for the interview, let's talk. We had the interview and we could both sense the Lord calling me to where I needed to be. And we said, let's leave the interview as it is and uh, we'll just see what the Lord does. Three months later, my boss at my secular job said, uh, the company's not doing well. And, uh, we had to make some changes. Uh, I came in on a Monday. Uh, I was supposed to be there on a Friday and I was sick. Came in on the Monday and I noticed the cubicle next to me where my, where the person that I used to work with was no longer there. I found out that they got laid off on the Friday. Uh, went in on Monday morning. My boss says, I need to speak to you in my office for a while. Went in and spoke to him and he says, you notice that the person you used to work with is not there. We said, we had to lay them off on uh, on, on Friday when you were sick. And unfortunately, we have to let you go too, because the company's just not doing as well as it needs to, and we need to. But you had
0: already had your interview. I already had the interview,
1: and we didn't know what to do, how to do the transfer. And the person sat at the desk and they were nervous. This is my boss and said, we're just going to have to let you go. And I said, relax, it's going to be okay. Because I just sensed God saying, this is your time. They walked me out um, and immediately called the church and they says, when do you want me to start? And they said, tomorrow. The Lord transferred me from the secular to ministry without a break all in his time.
0: And it's all about understanding what God has called you to Yeah. and not doing what you wanna do, but understanding, okay, God, you've called me to this. Yes. And you didn't force it. Didn't force you it. You allowed God to work. Yeah. And as he worked, it all, happened it all happened as God designed it to happen. Right. That is amazing.
1: It's absolutely amazing. I've seen the hand of God work in a way that I could never orchestrate it. It is. It is all God, and to Him be the glory.
0: That is absolutely amazing. Well, thank you, Michael, for being here. God thank bless you so you. much. And uh, Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you would help people to hear the message and the way you've called their life. Help them to hear that. Thank you, Father, and help them to be sensitive enough to respond properly. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. amen. Thank you very amen. much. Thank you so much a program experience delivering what God is saying to the human race today reading the Bible from cover to cover we learn how God spoke to the people in the past speaks about the future and shows us how to react and respond to the difficulties and discovering of our lives today Bible Discovery TV is a program hosted by the Hembry family as they uncover the meaning of God's message to planet Earth. To discover the meaning of God's Word and how the Lord is speaking to us today, visit Bible Discovery TV at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. That's BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Boy, it's really something to hear that God can destine you. And if we choose to follow him, he will let that be known to us. So we don't have to be confused about our future or what to do. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ is real. And Jesus Christ is alive. In fact, Jesus Christ is as close as the mention of his name, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Come to know him today. Come to understand what he's called us to because it is a great place to be when we know who we are and where we're going when our destiny for eternity is fulfilled in our life today that's what michael learned that's what we know that's what he's communicated to us so as we conclude today's program let us remember that jesus is as close as the mention of his name and stop working so hard to try to find a reason for our life god has the reason Let's let's get with him.